Record. All right, what's up, everybody? Um, I think this is episode. This will be episode ten. Um, today we have a very special guest. Um, we have a singer songwriter, Colton Avery. How you doing today? Yo yo, how are you guys? I'm good. I'm good. How about yourselves? Oh, we're doing good. Um, <clears throat> it's good to have you. Uh, I've been. I've been listening to his music for a couple years now. Um, favorite song I've added to my playlist, I don't know, three years ago was What Is It About The Night? Maybe not that long, but it's been, a, been listening to it for a while. Um, it's been a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Thank uh, you for adding that, by the way, before we jump in, man. Thank of course, you. dude. My my brother knows it. I know it. My whole family knows it. Like, that's one of my favorite songs. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think we're going to start off with some questions like rapid fire questions just quick easy get to know you kind of questions because if people out there that don't know who he is here you go you guys can kind of find out a little bit of information so you ready my man i'm ready hit me with it all right what's your favorite movie oh dude that's a good question i'll probably um comedy wise ferris bueller's day off okay love it okay fast food restaurant Oh man, I'm I'm a Wendy's guy. Wendy's, ooh, okay. like that four for four. I bet. No, <laughs> dude, that's so funny. No, I I um, uh, I've been a spicy chicken addict my whole life, so I'm in on I'm in on it every time. So right. is that your favorite? Is that your favorite spicy chicken? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, I think it is because to me it's like the OG. I don't remember any other restaurants, um, like serving that up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Wendy's like brought that to the table. So yeah, that's got a special place. <laughs> Sweet, sweet. Xbox or PlayStation? Oh, PlayStation, man. That's not even a. All right, we'll see. We'll talk to you later, dude. All right. Yeah, 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 goodbye. Yeah, yeah, goodbye. <laughs> we both have Xboxes, but no, I used to have a PlayStation. Favorite yeah. game? Dude, I have not gamed in ages, but like the last game that I. You know what it is, dude? I'm just going to say it. Yeah, Crash Bandicoot from back in the day. Dude. That has a special place here as well. <laughs> favorite artist Ooh, right now it's this guy his name's mont duamel um hmm. if, yeah this is a plug totally plug for this guy. <laughs> absolutely incredible so check him out smart yeah. smart favorite tv show new girl man i'm not even afraid to say that i love Dude, that I, show, hey my wife and i watch that it's a good one let's go <laughs> yeah favorite sport Ooh, baseball Oh yeah. hell yeah! Okay, My you're, man. you're back go. in Favorite here. You're team. back in here. Yeah, hey, yeah. I recovered from the Xbox PlayStation question. There you go. Favorite team? Oh man, I'm a I'm a D backs fan. You know, growing oh. up Phoenix and stuff. So okay, yeah. If you were yeah, stuck it's not on saying that. much these days. It's like yeah, hey, oh okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very true. If you were stuck on an island, what is the one thing you're t- taking with you? Um. Probably just uh, you got to give him like three things. No, one no, thing. no. One, one's one's cool. One's okay. cool. One, one, just one thing. What's the one thing? Oh, dude, a guitar. Cause I'm I'm outdoorsy enough. I could start fires. <laughs> yeah, man, just a guitar. That's awesome. And last one right here. Who's the famous person you have on your phone? A famous person I have on my or phone. like or someone that follows you on social media. Oh man! Well, no famous person I have on my phone. Yeah, and like Natasha Bedingfield's probably the first that comes to mind. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, she's lovely. She's a great artist and a really dope writer. So. That's yeah. awesome. All so, right. um, 
All right, so what? So you, I believe, you started out as a songwriter. Is that correct? Or how did you get your start in like? When did you realize that this is something that you can you can do? I started out actually as an artist. So okay. um, I released. Well, okay. Going from the beginning, I guess, like your question sort of suggests, I, I realized it was something I wanted to do in high school. Um, my dad got me a 16-track recorder when I turned 16. Um, I had to learn all these songs to get it. And uh, <laughs> he bought it for me, and I just loved it, man. Like, I I just immediately got stuck in and learned production basics, not knowing I was doing that. You know, like, I was just, like, just recording to kind of, you know, write some songs and – um started doing that um sort of knew that I was decent at it my senior year I, I auditioned for Berkeley College of Music got into a couple programs there and I was like all right you know like if I got in I, I didn't end up going I couldn't afford to go um but I was like maybe there's something here so then yeah. started playing coffee shops um lied my way into a few venues you know what I mean like <laughs> yeah I've been playing for ages you know yeah um then just built it up from there in Phoenix and eventually um that got to a, a decent place there recorded and released my first record and then i actually randomly played this one-off gig uh live nation booked me they're like hey would you like to play this private section um at the train gavin de Gras and script gig wow. and i was like yeah, sure we're coming we're coming off off the back of a um of a gig at marquee theater yeah let's do it so we ended up playing it and then I ended up meeting the script. They took a CD from me and ended up signing me um, to their label at, or their production company and artist management at that time. And so they moved me to London. Um, I got to tour with them a bit. And then that's when I started getting into writing for other people. Oh, that's uh, sick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that sort of took over at that point. Like I just, I got so into it and learning how to write in all these genres, it made me a little bit confused about who I was as an artist. Um, and then in the end, you know, I released a few songs like religion and far too long. And what is it about tonight? Um, but still the main gig right now, man, is, has just been writing for other people. And then, but that being said, I finally have a direction for my second record. Like it's been a long time and I've written, I've written probably, five second records now but i just i finally am in a place where i'm like this feels good before that go. i'd finish it and it was just like it's not me still it doesn't feel like yeah i'd get behind it and be like hey, you know yes you know oh yeah but now it feels that way so well now you got me asking some questions because that was good um what's funny real quick to start i learned guitar probably about 10 years ago okay. um and I started playing, I learned just from a book, and the first song I ever learned was For the First Time by the Script. Hey! Yeah. Dude, they they are they are such amazing people and such amazing songwriters, man. I have nothing but great things to say about that's that. That's why I thought that's so cool that you got to, like, go with them and meet them and stuff, because that's the first song where I sat there for, like, weeks and was like, I got to master this, because it's easy. It's like a G, C, D. It's like the main chords. But I was like, I got to get this down, because... I got to practice my switching and so I finally got it down. Now I can play all kinds of songs, but that's, that's cool that you got to do that. Um, yeah. And then, so are you trying to focus on song? What do you like? I don't want to say like better, but what do you enjoy doing? Do you enjoy performing or do you enjoy writing songs for people? 
Oh man, I that's kind of lo- that's kind of loaded in a really great way. <laughs> I, um, Obviously, you enjoy doing both, but like, if someone was like, "Hey, we want you if to," perform, I had to choose, man. If I had yeah. to choose, I'd say songwriting because, like, at the end of the day, if if you don't have anything to perform, like, there's something, there's this dual feeling that you get when you write a new song, right? Where you can feel what it's gonna be like when you play it live, so you get that little bit of joy as to like what that's gonna feel like on stage. So I'd say songwriting, just because okay. it's like you get you get both, you know. So I've never really got to talk to a songwriter, someone that actually knows what they're doing. Um, sure. well, yeah, you might want to call someone else. I have no, I've, <laughs> no you, I've listened to your song. You, I mean, they're great. Um, Thank you. What I'm trying to say is like my, I try, I've tried to sit down and write a song and I don't even know where to begin. Okay. Um, when you write a song, do you come up with the melody or like the rhythm of the song first and then write lyrics? Do you write lyrics, then do that? Do you kind of go in sections? How do you do it? It's different every time, man. Um, to start, though, like a really good practice for me, um, learning from the script, right? So when I first got signed to them, I I didn't write loads of songs. I only wrote whenever it like literally the whole song almost like hit me in the face. Uh, <laughs> but then being with them and learning about volume, just to sort of like quick class for you, I would start with like a turn of phrase, right? A title. Um, like, okay, let's say like, what's a cool word? Okay, serotonin. Cool, that's a cool word. Why not? So you go, okay, that's that's the title. Well, what would the chorus be about? Because that's your landing point, right? Like the chorus yeah. is what you want to say. Everything else is like, just get to the chorus, right? So then you go, okay, serotonin. Well, okay, maybe I'll talk about, maybe I'll make this song about a girl. And instead of talking about serotonin, like a chem, like just a chemical, maybe I like reference it like it's the girl's name, right? And so then I just okay. go into the thing. So then you paint the chorus, right? Where it's like, you use it as her name, serotonin slide with me, you know, open up my eyes, baby, whatever you want, right? Okay. Then you, you make that your chorus and you can short and sweet, usually, you know, something that people can digest. And then you just, from that point, go into your verses and that's sweet or should you want so that's where i would say to start okay uh, yeah just if you're getting into songwriting okay Is there then after that man you can once you develop your skills like of practicing writing courses practicing writing verses you can then and, and practicing making music right it's like oh that's a cool riff that's a cool vibe then you can start from any place right because you've done each thing so you go oh that sounds like a verse Oh, that sounds like a chorus. Oh, that music sounds like it goes here. Okay. So then you can start piecing. So, so with that being said, could you explain Salt Lake City? What what kind of the motive was behind that? Yeah, absolutely, man. That actually was one that started out as music. I really wanted a riff that changed chords really quickly. I, I got bored of writing songs where it was like, boom, two, three, four, doom, doom, you know? Yeah where the chords changed slow. And so I was sat on guitar and I had this thing that was like, you know, and just move and move and move. And um, I laid it down and then I was living in Salt Lake city at the time. And um, we were just talking about scenarios and it's not even a true story about my life. It's the only song probably I've written. that's not a true story, <laughs> but we were like, Oh, how? Cause Oh, here's where it came from. So we talked about post Malone, just moving to Salt Lake city. 
And we were like, <laughs> what would be a dope song that he would write about, you know, something going on in Salt Lake City? It's like, oh, maybe it's this thing if he meets this girl who's actually from there, but he's off living his life the way it is. And what would that relationship look like? And and what would it be like if he went on the road and then realized that was a bad decision, you know? And, and, and also, like, trying to fly her out to places and it not lining up all the time. Because uh, that's how relationships go as a, as a songwriter and stuff sometimes. It's like, you're on the move. And so... Yeah, then that song sort of just fell out. That's awesome. Um, yeah. While talking about songs, I have I was gonna say this for later, but as I already kind of went over it, um, what is it about the night? All right, yeah. um, you got to tell me about it because I've been listening to it for a while. I feel like I sort of know kind of what it's about, but um, what? Well, I, I want to hear that then. I'm gonna. Ask <laughs> I just feel like I feel what like based off about? of how the song is, it's kind of like a. I don't want to say breakup but i kind of want to say maybe like some women troubles to where and i could be completely wrong but this is um where like the pain of whatever is going on hits you worse at night yes yes yeah, that's what like, i got from that song is like and i kind of feel the same way because like when i had issues going on i feel like at night when you're by yourself either laying in bed or people are asleep or whatever it is that's when you're like in your thoughts and then it hits you and you're like this sucks so that's, that's exactly what I kind of right. got from that song. Yeah, that's exactly right, man. Like it, I, I, ne- I've heard people make breakup songs and stuff, but I really just, I was missing my true story. I was missing my daughters uh, or daughter at the time I was out in LA and they were in London and I was at night, I was just like, Oh, and I was thinking about it. And I was like, this is how it always is. Like whether you're missing a girlfriend or whether you're going through a breakup like days are fine for whatever reason it's like whether you're at work or you're busy or just the sun's out I don't know what it is um but I was like it's always at night that's always when you text somebody that's always when you feel lonely (laughs) you can't sleep and so I just like distilled it into just that moment alone and and I remember saying I was like what is it about the night that's just that that does that to people that's so cool so yeah then I came up of course yep um the Damn. beginning of the song, you kind of just sing the little what is it about the night real quick and then it dies down. Did you come up with that right off the spot or did is that something where after the song was done, you're like, oh, maybe if I start off with this, because that's a cool way to start that song off. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, I think it was <laughs> because the riff to me in the verse, like you, if you get into songwriting more, it's it's all about holding people's attention Oh yeah, from the start. And so you weigh it like. Well, do I sing the whole chorus at the beginning? Well, mine was very long. So no, I don't want to do that because it would take up almost the whole song, right? Because mm-hmm. that, that song is actually unconventional. It's only verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and ends. There's okay. no bridge. There's no three choruses. Yeah. So I was like, well, I can't start it with the chorus. The song would take ages. People would be like, okay, whatever, man. You know? And But the guitar riff in it was more of a feel thing. It wasn't a defining riff like when you hear... Um, like uh what is it cashmere by led zeppelin right like you know that immediately my guitar riff wasn't strong enough to do that where i started the song and it was like oh sweet i'm in it and so i played with a couple things and and then i just flew that little end bit over to the beginning and then just had it swell into the verse and yeah it just worked so that's awesome um no i love it and kind of it kind of goes with when it comes to the entertainment like music kind of what we're we're doing here youtube anything like that 
it's all about starting off strong because mm-hmm. a lot of people will either watch or listen to something for like 30 seconds and if they can't stand it then they're not going to watch the rest of it and it's yeah. kind of like what you're saying is you started off so strong that it like grabs your attention you're like oh i'm gonna listen to this whole song because it sounds good yeah so yeah no that's awesome um something else that i wanted to talk about was I believe you just got back from camp fest yes is that right Tell yeah. us about what that is. Um, I saw on your Instagram about it, and it looked like you were performing in front of a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I want to. I want to know about that experience. How was that? It was lovely, man. It was um. To explain about why that fest was Camp Fest. So, uh, last year, my friend Andy Chavez, who's the lead singer of a band that I wrote for for a few records and. Um, that band came from Phoenix as well. So we came up in the scene together and ended up working together in the end. Um, he passed away. Uh, he was in a car accident in California. And so Camp Fest was the, is this festival um, that was started. And this was the first one. Um, and this first one is to obviously honor him. And so um, I wasn't meant to play it. The, the band, I, I was super grateful that they called, but they were just like, hey, man, would you like to come out and sing a couple of the songs and one of the songs I actually wrote with them for them. Um, and then the other song was one that they wrote either by themselves or with somebody else. But I, I agreed to come do it. And it was, it was amazing. Like I love all those guys and um, their managers are a really close family friend of mine as well. And so it was just really cool. And also really eye opening to I've never, I'd never have someone have had someone pass away before. Yeah. That's been a friend or, um, a friend in work like I've had friends pass away but never anything related to music and it was crazy to see just how many people their music had touched and just how much of an impact he had and it just it really hit me hard because I was like oh my gosh it makes me want to release a lot of music like not care so much anymore about which has led me to my second record vibe is it was just like I don't want to care anymore what people think because it's not it's not about that I've spent too much time doing that as a songwriter for other people because you have to care about what the label thinks. You have to care about oh, what yeah. the art thinks. But then when it comes to things like that, it's like he just made music for himself or because he was just such an artist, um, which made it really fun to work with him because I always wanted to just enter, enter Catastro land. Like I loved living in that world. And so, yeah, it made me realize the impact of music and made me think about what I want to leave behind. And so That's it was awesome. really, really cool. Yeah. Okay, that's that's cool. Um, oh, um, I was gonna say something. Um, what? So, do you are you uh, you're living in? I believe you said Colorado. Yeah. Um, and then you're born in Phoenix. Um, have you? Where have you traveled to? Like, what? You know, have you been around quite a bit? And have you seen some cool things out in the, out in the world? Yeah, Matt. Well, so I was born in Las Vegas, New Mexico. Okay. And then I lived in Farmington, New Mexico, which is a small town up until I was 16. Um, and then we moved to Phoenix. But I always claim Phoenix is my place because <laughs> it really opened all the doors for me. Like the small town that I lived in is an oil filled town. There's nothing really going on, man. It's like, yeah. come on, man. It's like country music, oil <laughs> oh, yeah. fields and farms. And um, when I moved to Phoenix, it was just like the whole world opened up, you know? That's so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I've seen loads of places, man. I've I've been living in London the last eight years. I just moved back 
um, almost a, a year ago next month. Damn. So uh, what? What is? What? How would you say living out in over here compared to London's like? Very different. Yeah. But that being said, it's not like a third world country. There's a lot of similarities. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Like yeah. Um. So. It's different and the same in a lot of ways. Like it's very westernized and it, dude, it's a whole vibe. If you've never been to London, it's, it's worth going because it's everything that you want it to be. It's like the white buildings that look all old school, the Queen, Hyde Park, all that stuff. It's the accents. It's everything you want. Yeah, we we jumped on the call and I heard your accent and I was like, wait, isn't this guy like from Arizona? <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't think I have an accent, which is funny. You, no, get, you definitely get, you picked it up a little bit. Yeah, I it's a little bit. It's slightly. not. It's not crazy, but it's it is a little bit. Slight. Um, <laughs> Isaiah, do you have any questions for him? I got. Jeez, I'm. You pretty I got much more, but you pretty you much answered. Hit, yeah, hit, man. Hit, hit me, man. I, I'm. 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 Ask me anything. I will answer. I guess. So, so you had a fa- You have a family. Is it yes. just just your daughter? I have two daughters, two daughters. Um, and they're out in London uh, with my ex-wife. So they're out there right now. Um, but yeah, that's my, that's my family situation. That's awesome. How often are you visiting them? Um, I know it can be hard when you travel. Yeah. I mean, we're still, yeah. I mean, a lot of that stuff's still being hashed out right now, actually, but I visit them. I visit them like, like eight weeks out of the year, you know, we, I go out there for two weeks at a time and then they'll, they'll come here hopefully this summer, but this is a whole new thing. Cause I, I had been living out there. So the whole visiting things kind of brand new. Um, but yeah, I like, yeah, chunks of time. I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of not defined right now. So I don't know. <laughs> how, how yeah. old are they? Uh, four and two. Okay. I have a, oh man, a 16 month old and a five month old. Ooh, dude, what? Dude. <laughs> it's it's crazy. It's fun. It's not as tough as people were gonna as people were telling me it's gonna be. Um, yeah, I think honestly, it's nice to have them like that because when the five month old gets just a little bit older, where she really knows what's going on, it will be nice. They can play with each other. But for a while, the one year old was not having it with the little one but now she she finally understands what's going on um yeah man my da- my daughter was the same she yeah. wasn't sure about what it was like to have another sister and so it was a bit of a transition but i feel you man we had the same mindset it was like kids close together you get all that um cuz you you saw like when your kid turns 1 and then like a few months after that they start becoming like self sufficient they can oh, eat yeah. on their own. They can walk around. It's so just... easy compared. It's so funny because my wife was like, newborn stage is easiest. And then no. once our one-year-old got to walking and can eat and all this stuff, it's like, we go out to eat now. You Here's your food. You're happy for the next 30 minutes compared to now, like with the five-month-old, you got to feed her. You got to make sure everything. So it's easy once they get to that point of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyone saying that the newborn thing is the easiest is lying. No. Because um... <laughs> it's just constant. Oh and yeah. There's, there's not a second where you're not like, are they breathing? Are they okay? Yeah. Are they what's going on? Like, should they go to sleep? You know, it's like this whole thing. At least when they're war- like when they start walking and can do things, they can play on their own. You can as long as you don't got anything that's breakable or that they can choke and die on, then normally they're okay. Like yeah. You can actually leave them for a few minutes. Um did you did you find it surprising as to what is then dangerous in your house? Because that was a big eye opener to me. You think you have everything cleared out and your one year old 
will trip and hit the one thing yeah. that you're like, everything else is covered in like foam yep. except for this one thing. And they'll just trip and up, you know, oh, you're yeah. like, Dude, it's like things like too, where you're like, you think you pick your house up or whatever. And then they come over with a little bottle cap and you're like, where did you get that? I just swept the floor. Like, how did you even yeah. get that? Or something or literally last night my daughter is walking in eating something we're like what are you eating she found a chicken finger in her room that she hid from lunch and i'm like you can't do that because now i thought you had something bad in your mouth and you had a chicken finger from four hours ago (laughs) she's Um, resourceful man she's all about (laughs) and they're so much smarter than you think they are when they're little yeah yeah but um and they hear everything as well yeah Um, (laughs) how much is your little one talking Oh, she she will pretty much say anything we say, or at least try to say it. Um, my the other day, my wife's mom said that she was keeping her, and she said she said the s word. She was like, she said shit, and we were like, man, we got to stop saying that around the house now because we didn't think she knew what that meant, or like at least like how to say it. Yeah, yeah. But, well, and too, what's good is like their attention spans so short. Like we had our daughter do that as well, where she, she said, we're I can't even remember what it was, but I remember us both being like, Oh, like <laughs> we can't, but we didn't bring attention to it. Cause if, if you like go, Hey, th- then you like drill it in almost. Yeah. But if you let it go, their attention spans. So they're like on to the next. It's kind of like, 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 oh. like, like if they fall and get hurt and you react really bad, they're going to start freaking out. But if you're like, yeah, let's go. Then my daughter's always like, okay like i'm good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but <laughs> let's some... get up yeah <laughs> yeah um it's kind of i probably should have brought this up in the beginning but like what's your story like i know we kind of went over the music part of it but like how old were you when you started learning how to play music and then um at what point in your life were you like were you like i need i didn't take this seriously because there's a lot of people that you know do it on the side or want to do it and don't get the opportunity but um at what point in life and like where did you start from like if you don't mind yeah dude of course i i started playing guitar at 13 my uh parents got me this acoustic guitar and my mom is a high school teacher um and she had a student who was really good at guitar and he came over and um, he gave me one lesson and I was learning a Three Doors Down song called When I'm Gone. Remember that one? Oh, yeah. I was like, I wanted to get in on that because I was like, girls will like this. So um, <laughs> I started playing it. And well, and couldn't. I was really struggling. Um, and then at the end of that session, he was like, by the by, our next lesson, he's like, you're, you're not going to be able to play this. And that's OK. And me being an athlete and I'm super competitive, man. Like, I, I hate when people tell me I can't do something. So he left and. I spent the week just like destroying my hands and was I learned so I learned my part and his and then that second lesson he was just like well we'll just keep doing that and <laughs> so I got started and so I think my family at that point knew there was a little bit of talent there um so could then, you could you sing at that point too no oh my gosh no people think <laughs> it like comes natural it comes natural to some people like my dad's a really good singer and my sister has a really great voice just naturally. But I, when I first started singing, I wanted to sing emo music, right? Like, dude, I was in high school in 2000. It was like, let's go, you know, like 2005, <laughs> oh, yeah. 2005 and stuff. Like when I was, a, when I was a freshman, 
so I wanted to sing like fallout boy and story of the year and, you know, taking back Sunday and all this stuff. And, um, my, my, I sounded terrible. I have like recordings and my mom used to come downstairs and be like, who's dying. Like she would just like make jokes. Right. And so it didn't, it, it didn't come easy for me, man. Like I, I had this, I went to school that was like a very rock, like alt rock emo school and like metals heavy in New Mexico. So people weren't into R&B, man. And I was like, um, so when my friends weren't around, man, you could catch me singing Usher and all this stuff. So one day in the house, one day in the house, man, I was, I was singing. I can't remember if it was like Usher or like Gavin McGraw or like Chris Brown. I can't remember. But my mom (laughs) came downstairs and she was like, was that you singing? And I was like, let me guess who's dying, you know, right? And she was like, no, actually, that was, that was pretty good. So I just kind of took it from there, man. And, um, then like learned some John Mayer and stuff, got into that, of course, James Taylor, Eric Clapton and all that. So So you actually just learn on your own from just practicing? Yeah, practicing, practicing, practicing. Yeah, man. And then when I thought that there might be something there was um I went to go visit this producer. I had a friend who uh like a I have family friends who are in the music industry. Um, and one of them was a manager, not a big manager. Like he didn't have anyone famous or anything like that, but he, he took me on board and he took me out to meet this producer uh, named Patrick Leonard and um, who produced like Madonna and all kinds of people. And so I spent the day with him and I thought he was just going to brush me off. But he, so I came in, played him one song and then he cleared the day, cleared his whole day, like, and just spent it with me. And I think it was at that point that my family sort of realized maybe there's something. And, and I sort of saw that in myself, like, hey, man, this guy's really taking the time and um, so, really encouraging to me. Dang, do you have a good crazy. do you have a do you have a good support group behind you? Yeah. 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 My family's always been for it, man. They, they've That's always awesome. just been like, do your thing. Um, I feel like that's something that you need in this industry because it is so tough to not drop everything, but take it seriously because I mean, like it's tough for even the podcast. Like I feel like a lot of people look at it as a joke and of course that that's always the way, but then, but then if it does end up doing something, then people are like, Oh dude, like what's up? Like I'm your friend now. And it's like, <laughs> are you though? Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean the way my family always looked at it was so my dad is a really, really great singer. Um, and he wanted to be in a band in high school and, and his dad sort of, you know, gave him the, that's a no go sort of thing. And so I think my dad's always been a little bit sensitive to that with me, um, but my family's always been of the mindset that like, as long as we can tell that you're giving it everything and that you're like, you know, you're motivated, you're, you're out hustling everybody, then they support it no matter what it is. That's you know? awesome. That's awesome, yeah. dude. I'm going to I'm going to switch up the topic real quick cuz you mentioned okay. this earlier. Isaiah, we're going to go into your favorite topic. You like baseball? Love baseball, man. Um we both play in a men's league. Um by the way, just so you I'm from Alabama or I live in Alabama and he lives in California. I'm originally from California, moved out here about 3 years ago, so we've known each other for some time. But um yeah, we play in a men's league out here in both of our states and um nice do you ever do you ever go to games do you ever have the time to go to any games or anything like that yeah i'll catch a rockies game here and there 
Yeah, no, I've been not- to I've been to one Rockies game actually in in Colorado before. It's lovely, huh? Yeah. Yeah, they're stadium. A long time ago. Yeah, but, the down. Um, so, did you play baseball? Absolutely, man. That was oh. like that was where I sort of had to make two decisions. So, whenever I graduated um, high school, I had the opportunity to walk on and play at U of A, um, and I just chose. I chose not to. I I I knew that I was good enough to play college ball, but I wasn't good enough to play pro for sure like you know like you can see it I had friends who got drafted and stuff like right away and it was like I could see the cat you know they just had that thing and I I knew that I might have that thing with music so and I think deep down I was sort of making that transition anyway so yeah man I played baseball like year round for since I was like 10 what position center field dude oh man so you're fast so you're speedy fast yeah I got kicked out uh of I was a shortstop I used to rotate between shortstop and second base. And then when I got onto the high school team, when I was in middle school, they, the coach was like, there's like three second basemen and like four shortstops. And he's like, Avery, you're, you're like, you're fast. Like go out there and see how you like <laughs> outfield. And I was like, sure. And I did. And I loved it. Like ever since then, I like outfield to me is the, it's the goat positions, man. Especially when you learn about like, when you start getting into the pros and like what, what your favorite players play it's like they're if if they dude if they have a big stick oh yeah you know and a dope arm it's like those fools are in that outfield and so i you know i was cool with it at at that point you know it's funny because i feel like growing up when you're playing up until maybe high school when you before high school you look at outfield as like you're the worst players on the team because yeah nobody ever really hits it to the outfield when you're 10 11 12 years old when when you're young it's like you try and mitigate your risk right yeah. yeah, you gotta you hide them the in kid, right. You don't want the kid who can't catch getting drilled in the teeth with a line drive at third base, you know, because yeah. people rip them down that line. Oh yeah, you know, or they can't throw it to first or whatever, so you just chuck them in the outfield, like yeah. Um, and then you get into high school, and then I feel like that's when kids start realizing that outfield's actually amazing. And it's an art, yeah. um, I play, I play second base. I'm originally a catcher, but. Nice. For the team I play for now, we have a catcher that's an older guy that's been doing it forever. So I'll play second base. And uh, last year, is this like slow pitch or like like no, are it's you real like softball or like baseball? No, it's properly. baseball. Like we have uh, people be like, oh, I played beer league, but it's like softball. You mean? No, it's funny. Nah, I, I tell nah. people about it, and everyone's like softball, and I'm like, no, like we have a guy that threw 90 last year. Like, nice. He came out of college and was playing with us and threw 90. In the cheese. Yeah, and so. It's legit, and I went into right field to because one of our guys was had to leave early, and uh, I didn't realize that like, you know, I can catch a fly ball and all that all day long, but when you're out there, this line drive was hit, and I kind of stepped in, and then dude, it like before I knew it, I was like, oh snap, like I almost missed it, and I was like, I feel like outfielders have some kind of like they could read the ball better than infielders for sure. I think just balls in the air, right? Like, on the ground, obviously, infield's a lot more unpredictable. And so, like, when you put an outfielder in the infield, it's like, oh, like, that hop's weird. Whereas, like, when it's in the grass, like, if you get a weird hop, that's so rare. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. If have, it's you ever robbed, air, have you ever robbed a home run or something? Yeah. See, that right there, I feel like, is so hard. It is. I've I never been able to do that. I only did it once. Um, 
And it was, I didn't think I was going to get it to be fair, man. Like I, I thought, cause like you'll climb the fence just for like the kicks really. Oh, you yeah. know, usually, usually it's so clearly out of reach that it's like, no way. So you kind of do the thing where you like try and go get it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right though because no, it's like, almost that makes sense. okay i'm like, trying yeah. you know i feel like half the time too i give up on it because i'm like i'm the fence is right here and i'm like oh man but then after it, it goes over i'm like dude i could have maybe tried to catch that yeah <laughs> and then you then you got to time it perfectly and mm-hmm. i'm just like that is that is so much harder than people make it look yeah it was yeah it's really difficult luckily but, dude this dude like barely it like it was barely going over like it I caught it, so it was like I don't know if it was gonna go like over or maybe even hit top of fence. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it was like it was like right on where that well the plastic bit is that covers all the the shit on top. Oh yeah, it was right there. And so I just I I snagged it. You know, you That's caught awesome. it and then you threw your hand over the fence and then you were like, yeah, yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, like leaned way over, like I'm gonna go over with it. Yeah, no. yeah, you made it look <laughs> it way better than that would have been sick. Yeah. <laughs> It was That's just awesome. like a, it was just a glove over scenario. I didn't have to do the whole like oh, you know. Yeah. Hey, you still robbed it. Yeah, there you go. So, who's your favorite player then? Oh, oh man, I'd probably say to me like one of the be all end all players is always going to be Ken Griffey Jr. Man, I just feel like he was he's the most fluid, like zen like player I think I've ever seen. Yeah, remember like Manny Ramirez was like that as well, but like Ken Griffey Jr. just had the dopest swing, yep, on the planet. Like no one touches it. It's like it almost like he just dude, right? It was just like pop. yeah, and yeah. So I I was just looked at him, you know, just all the time. I think as a player, he was just so effortless with everything. So I know that you don't game a lot anymore, but um, if you ever get the chance, you should try out MLB the Show. Okay. Have you ever have you ever played it? No, no. Last game I jumped in on was like, um, Rocket League and Fortnite and all that stuff. Like I I got in on those for a bit. Like if I'm in the studio and there's a console there, I'll jump in. But you know. So how how often do you go to the studio and do you are you able to produce your own music or are you not are you not comfortable with that? I'm a producer, yeah. So, um. I go to the studio. Well, I go to proper studios when I'm in London and when I'm in LA um, for probably like three times a week. Um, But then I do like breaks in between because studio sessions are like speed dating if you're with somebody new. Yeah. Uh, So, um, but yeah, I'm like, you're in my studio right now in, in the basement in Colorado. Like I got my, you know, my Yamaha's here and like my, all my guitars and the tour case here and like all my stuff down here. Mike, That's so, so cool. Yeah. So do you, um, are any of the songs on like Spotify and stuff produced all by you? Yes. So I had an interesting, I co-produced all my songs. Like, so religion was co-produced with my friend Max. And so was um, a song called Ground Zero, which we ended up taking down because it just didn't feel like me. Um, Far Too Long was co-produced with Max. And then I got to a point where he was like, dude, why don't you like, you're doing so much. Why don't you, why don't you just try it? Like, cause I always considered myself an 80% producer. Like I could get an 80%. I liked when they would put all the sauce on it. And so with what is it about tonight? That was the first time I produced a song all on my own. 
What 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 uh program do you use? Logic Pro. Really? Okay. Cause I I use I use Logic. Um, that's all I've ever known. But I know a lot of people use you know Ableton and yep. Pro Tools and all that stuff. And I've heard that you you need that stuff to make good music. But obviously you don't. Like you use well, so, Logic. Well, so Logic Logic and Pro Tools are the two top DAWs in the music industry. So, I mean, they're both very competitive. Ableton's getting there. Um, I actually use Ableton as well. Um, I'm a push artist, so, like, I use Ableton Push, and I do things with Ableton. It's been really cool. But, um, yeah, Logic is great, and there's nothing compromising about Logic. Like, it's great. And it's all about what plugins you have. Like, anyone who uses Pro Tools, Logic, Ableton, like, you're all rocking the same plugins, man. Yeah. you're you're all digging from like you know, Absinthe and like you know Contact and Slate Digital and Wave plugins. Like everyone's just going in, so you have all the same stuff. So at that point, it doesn't matter. It's just like what you want to plug into. Okay. Um, I think I have like one more question for you. Um, when it comes to like performing live, yeah, I know. For me, I can't sing, so I would never do that, but. Like my brother has an amazing voice, but he'll never do anything about it because he's not confident in it. Like he just feels like he's not that good. When yeah. it comes to performing live, I feel like you have to get to that point where you're like, screw it. Like I'm either gonna go do this and people are gonna hate it or love it. And I just am I I could be wrong, but when was that hard for you to perform live or was it easy for did it just come to you? I get nerves for sure. I think if you don't get nerves, you don't care. Oh yeah, you know, you know that with baseball yeah, or anything, it's like that's a, beautiful. Yeah, I mean, you know, playing sports and everything, it's like yeah, any game, it's like you get nervous. You don't know why. It's like because you care. Yeah. So, but then again, you know, if if it's what you want to do, you just you just you just send it, don't you? It's like oh, yeah. you, you have you have to just go for it. It's the same with sports. It's like, dude, music is no different than any. No, there's no job out there that's any different from any other job. Like whether it's being a pro athlete, songwriter, podcast, you know, my dad's a manager at like a semi-truck business here. It's like, there's no difference, man. It all all requires, you know, that persistence, you know, that motivation, dedication to become better. And then there's like the base level nerves that you get because you're like in the game. You know what I mean? So it's all the same, man. So yeah. no, that sounds yeah, I, I get that. Um I think but yeah, was, I get nervous. I've had a few shows where like I've almost thrown up. Like oh, the wow. first time I played a stadium, I was like, I don't know if I could do this. Because anytime I played big gigs before I was with my band, and then when the script took me on tour, they just stuck me out there with my acoustic guitar in front of twelve thousand. Perfect, perfect question. Best stadium slash like gig you've ever done. Like if you if I ask you like right now, like What's the most memorable show you've done? What is that? Oh, dude, May Arena in um in Lisbon, Portugal. Dude, that's so wow. cool. Yeah, they they that culture just loves music so much, man. And I I never felt a show that like hit so hard in my life. It was like because no one knew no one knew my when I went on tour with the script, like those songs weren't released. No one knew my songs, and so as I went on tour, people were learning. Like just so they could watch my gig and, and and sing them and it was 
lovely. But then for whatever reason, man, like Lisbon just got lit. Like everyone's saying it. I have I have a video I could I could show you sometime, but like yeah. it, was, it was nuts. If you don't and, mind, send it to me. I'll put it on the YouTube if that's cool with you. Sure. Like on the side so people can kind of see. Was it um so this was with the script? Yeah, I was opening for them, yes, sir. Um, what were shows like that looking like? I mean, was it a thousand people? Was it ten thousand? Was it ten, was it ten and up? That's crazy. Um, the U.S. tour was probably around like five and six thousand people a venue, but then yeah, over in Europe they're so big and like so, Europe, the U.K., Australia, Asia, they were all stadiums like everywhere. So it was. Dude, it that's was, so it was, cool. Dude, yeah. I, I was very very blessed, man, and I'll always be grateful for that opportunity because they they had no business really doing that, you know. Like I was just there to songwrite, and then they just plucked me out and they're like, you you know take these four songs and let's go, you know, and, and it's just, it was a really beautiful thing that they didn't have to do. You know, no, no, that wasn't part of my contract. Wasn't part of any of that. And they just chose to do it. And it was just, yeah, it was, it was lovely. And I'll always be grateful for them. Yeah. That's that. so cool. That's um, awesome, man. I'm, yeah. I'm in California. Uh, when, when can we get you out here? Or I'm sure you've done shows over yeah. here. Yeah, man. Like I've, I've played um, hotel cafe a few times. I've played the Wiltern. So yeah, I I need to once I get the second record wrapped up, man. I don't want to, I don't want to play shows until I have a body of work again to to show people. I don't feel like it would be, not that it's not worth it. I'd just be more excited. I think if I just came out with a, with everything all at once and just let people come vibe. Yeah, man. When you're ready, just hit us up. Let me know. I'd love to love to go out there and see you, man. Yeah, I will for sure, man. I will. What, Definitely. What's that feeling like? Um, I'm sure you've had it where you're performing and people are actually like singing your song. Like, it's have you best. had that? You've had that, right? It's the best feeling in the world, man. There's not, there's nothing, there's nothing more, more rewarding in life. Like you write songs so that people will listen to them. I was going to say, that's like your goal from the beginning and now you're doing it. Yeah, dude, it's the best. I, I, I wish that everyone got that experience. Um, it's the home run, right? That's that's what it is. You look out and people are singing to it or crying or doing whatever, and like that's what it's about. Like you, you make songs to stir up emotions, one hundred percent. And so when that happens, like whether it be I want this song to make people dance or whatever, like really feel themselves or like cry, you know, when you get that, it's like, oh, it's everything, man. That's sick. Um, I think we'll end on this real quick, Isaiah. Unless you have anything. Um, no, nah, man, this was great, dude. Thanks, thank you so much. For- for joining us man what? Dude, yeah, thank you guys for having me real quick i'm gonna end on this what's the end goal like like what's your what's your how do i say this like you know when i'm sure your goal you're not like oh i'm, I'm done here like i'm happy with where i'm at i'm sure you're like i want to get to this point what's that point of where you're like oh i want to perform here or i want my music not- to go here like you know what i mean like what's that goal i want to i want to write in a billboard number one like I've, I've had songs chart like or, or like pop on the charts for a bit. Like I haven't had like a certified like, oh, top 100 hit. I've had songs that I've written for other people jump up on there and then, you know, go off just because I'm growing. Right. Like I'm not there yet. Um, But that's my goal, man. Whether it's whether it's a song that I write for myself or somebody else, I just I want that to be the thing. You know, you got it. You got to just keep pushing. You got the heart, man. You got you got the dedication. You're going to do it. Thank you. It's going to be sick, man. And then when you do it, we'd love to talk with you again. 
yeah. dude of course of course man this is this has been super cool so anytime you guys want to talk please just you yeah. you definitely yeah. got the I'll, I'll give you my personal email as well so you don't like just in case because sometimes on instagram things get lost so hey pretty yeah. soon when you got that five hundred thousand following or whatever it will be hard to reach you on instagram so um, <laughs> yeah i'll give you my email okay um <laughs> but yeah dude you got talent you got looks like you got the drive to do it um and i know a lot of this industry is like who you know and kind of you know what you can do to push it to the next spot so i feel like you got it i mean it's just how long have you been really doing this for it'll be since my first record it, it's been 10 years okay um but then before yeah so like yeah like 11 years just keep it. doing it how old are you i'm 32 yeah dude keep doing it you you got it Oh, thanks, dude. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Um, I'm excited for new music to come out because, like I said, I listen to your song all the time. I listen to all your songs, but what is it about the night just hits me different. Um, and so I'm excited to hear new music. Um, and then yeah, we'll I'll keep in touch with you. Um, sure. Would love anything to. Anything you want to plug in? Anything you want to plug in? No, man. I just I just want to say that you guys have been great. This has been super cool, and you guys are absolutely lovely. So thanks, man. Yeah, we just. We try to make it it's tough because obviously we want to ask you questions because we don't really know a lot about you personally. But I also don't want this to feel like an interview to people because like I want you I want people to just come on here and have a good time. Talk whatever you want to talk about just with the boys and then we're done. So it was fun <laughs> having you. You definitely did really good and it was it felt very easy to talk to you. And I'm uh appreciate that. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Um Isaiah, you got anything you want to end it? Um Thank you so much for listening, guys. Take care. Yeah. Love you. Cool, Avery. You did good. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you, guys. It's good to have you. Yeah. Take All care, right, guys. I'll talk to you right. later. All right. Be safe.